Welcome to Come Follow Me with Brie, episode 174, Your Time is Always Ready. Hello, I'm so glad you're here. If you're clicking on this episode, you might have already listened to it possibly. I released it for a few hours this morning and then realized that I accidentally repeated the same thing twice. So I deleted the episode and now reposted it without repeating myself. So if you already listened to one this morning, the new one this morning, then you just heard me repeat myself. But if not, enjoy. In John chapter 8, starting in verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, in thinking about Jesus Christ being the light of the world, I started to think about a candle. Have you ever lit a candle in the daylight? You can still see it. It's there. But it doesn't really seem to have this brilliant effect on the things around it. You can't really tell that it's shining light on anything It's not really very noticeable, but as soon as you take even a little tiny small candle and you put it in the darkness, the contrast between the light and the dark is so great that that will, that little candle will light up the entire room. When I think about Jesus Christ being the light of the world, it makes me want him to be here. I just want him to be here and I want everything to be made right. And when he is here, of course, he won't be a little tiny candle making the room a little bit lighter. He will be a brilliant bonfire, touching everything, lighting everything up to its fullest extent. But in the meantime, we are here and we are told to be a light to the world. Christ said of his disciples, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So just like Jesus came down to the earth in order to glorify the Father, that is what we are commanded to do. We are commanded to let our light shine so that it may glorify the Father and the Son. Now, if we are to be a light to the world, to glorify the Father and Son, when is it time for that? I think many of us overthink that question. When is it time? When should I do that? Now, of course, there are different ways to do that. We can wear the gospel on our sleeve. We can bear testimony vocally. We can do it through our actions. So many ways. And I think there are lots of sticking to one particular way. Whatever way is within your comfort zone, that's kind of what you tend to stick to. I know that I do. But I try to remind myself that it is important that I step outside of my comfort zone, that I share my testimony in ways that might make me feel a little uncomfortable because I know that the Savior requires that of me. Now, that doesn't mean that I need to be standing on a street corner shouting the gospel I don't think that's the most effective way to go about doing things, but I do think it means that I need not to be shy about the gospel, that I need to talk about Jesus in my everyday life, that I need to be bold. That doesn't mean that I only befriend people in order to share the gospel, but I think sometimes we hide our light a little bit because it makes us feel more comfortable. I think we like to fool ourselves into thinking that we're making other people more comfortable, but I think a lot of times, at least for me, it's about how comfortable it makes me feel to hide a little bit. 
there's an interesting encounter between the apostles and Jesus in John chapter 7. They are about to go to Judea to go to the Feast of Tabernacles. And his disciples say to him, you should go. Go so that they can see your works. Because if you always do these things in secret, how are they How are they going to know? You need to show the world. And then in verse 6, Jesus said to them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. I love the Savior's reply there. My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. And that reminds me of the time that we are in now. His time is not yet come. He's not here yet. The second coming has not happened yet. It's not happening right now. So whose time is it? He tells us here, your time is always ready. Your time is always ready. What does that mean about how we should be conducting ourselves in the world? Should we be the same or should we be dramatically different? And by we, I don't just mean members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I mean all Christians. We all have the light of Christ as we believe and follow his commandments. Are you underestimating that power? Are you underestimating the need that the people around you have as they're searching for meaning in life, not knowing that who they're searching for is the Savior? Are you missing opportunities to bear your testimony in either vocal ways or boldly in your actions? Don't you think this is what the Savior would say to us right now? Your time is now. Our time is now. We aren't Jesus Christ, obviously. We're not that bonfire that's going to illuminate everything, but we can share his light. And together, the more brilliantly we shine, the more little candles are put together, the more it gets closer and closer to the power of the light of the Savior. As our world grows darker and darker, returning back to pagan gods, whether they realize they're doing it or not, we have an opportunity. You know how when you are walking around in a cloudy day and you look for your shadow and you see it, it's there, but it's kind of diffused. It doesn't have a hard line around it. There's not a huge difference between the amount of light where your shadow isn't and where your shadow is. There's kind of just a saturation of this middle ground everywhere. There's a little bit of darkness, a little bit of light, but it's not a stark contrast. But when you are in a sunny day with the sun blaring on you and you look at your shadow, you have crisp lines where darkness of your shadow separates from the light where the sun is hitting. We have a great opportunity We live in a time where there is a stark difference between light and dark. We live in a time where there is access to such amazing light, incredible light. We live in the fullness of times. Not only do we have the fullness of the gospel, the priesthood keys restored, temples that dot the earth, a prophet that leads and guides us, scriptures meant for our day, we have the world's knowledge at our fingertips We have accelerating, incredible scientific discoveries happening. That is from God. This is an amazing time to be alive. I hope you don't wish it away. I don't. I think it is so exciting to be alive today. And one of the reasons, actually the main reason that is exciting, is because we have the opportunity to show the world the great contrast between the light and the dark 
as we share the love of Jesus Christ with the world around us. Jesus tells us in John chapter 7, The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it, that the works thereof are evil. Doesn't that make you feel a little bit more bold? The Lord knows that you don't want to be hated or despised. You don't want to annoy people. You don't want to offend people. But because He loves the world, He is willing to offend, to be hated, because He knows that their salvation, that our salvation, depends on Him telling us the truth, on Him telling us what sin is, on Him telling us what we need to do in order to progress. Sugarcoating that to the point that you are changing the meaning of what is right and what is wrong, giving in to cooperating with lies being told around you about what is true and what is not, is not loving to those people around you. The Savior would never do it, and neither should we. We can still be kind. We can still be compassionate. We can still love all people we come in contact with. But it is never loving to distort the truth to make ourselves more comfortable or other people more comfortable. I loved the story this week that I know all of us have heard in John chapter 8, starting in verse 3. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they may have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, and with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up himself, and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, Where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Now obviously there is so much to be gotten out of this story. But notice, as the Lord compassionately takes care of this situation, he didn't pretend like there was no sin, because that wouldn't be loving. He acknowledged that there was sin. He tells her to go and sin no more. He also tells her that he does not condemn her. I think we can learn a lot about how the scribes and Pharisees behaved in this situation. I'm going to assume, because you're listening to this podcast, that you believe in Jesus Christ. Now, you might feel a little shaky in certain areas of your testimony, and that's okay. But to some extent, your faith is there. And as a disciple of Jesus Christ, it is your responsibility, like we've been talking about, to share your light, to bear testimony of Jesus Christ, to not be ashamed of his gospel. Like he said, your time is always. Now think about the scribes and the Pharisees. They devoted their lives to religion. They sincerely believed that they were on the right side of all the things. They also believed, obviously, that they had the right to condemn. What frame of mind would they have had as they approached this woman, took her, and brought her to the Savior? They didn't bring a woman that they suspected committed adultery. They brought a woman who they caught in the very act. They were 100% sure that this woman committed a great sin. 
As I go out in the world and I try to do my best at not hiding the light of Jesus Christ, I feel like a lot of the time I'm pretty good at extending grace to people when I understand that I don't know the whole story. That's much easier. But sometimes am I like the scribes and Pharisees? They didn't know the whole story, but in the moment, they felt like they knew everything that they needed to know in order to condemn this woman. After all, it was written in the Law of Moses, right? She must be stoned. When I think of moments in my life when I am either in my mind or out loud metaphorically throwing stones, that happens when I very inaccurately suppose that I know everything I need to know in order to condemn. And often, that's when things are happening with people that I know well, where I feel like, There's no justification for how they're behaving or choices they're making. And I assume that there's nothing else that I could find out that would change anything. That person is just wrong, wrong, wrong. And that may be true. That person might truly be doing something wrong. But why do you think Jesus paused when they came and asked him this question? He pretended for a moment that he didn't hear them and wrote on the ground. He could have quickly retorted with a justified lecture, but he didn't. He did something far more effective. He asked them a question that caused them to self-reflect and caused them to search their hearts. Let's take advantage of that invitation to search our own hearts. Who is someone on whom you are casting stones? Really search that question out in your mind. I have people that come to my mind. I know that sometimes I unfairly condemn them. But why is it unfair? Jesus' question gives us an answer to that. He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. You know that stereotypical mom phrase, worry about yourself? I know I say it to my kids all the time. That is essentially what the Savior is saying, worry about yourself. So how do we reconcile the two between let our light shine and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and make sure you're only speaking truth and don't be afraid to say things that might offend people? And worry about ourselves. Do not condemn people. I tell my kids all the time, isn't it so amazing and great and loving of Heavenly Father that He made it none of our business to worry about the the end state of anyone or even decide when their end state is? We never know when anyone is done progressing. We should never assume that. All we need to do is worry about our own progression. It's pretty great, right? So how do we reconcile those two things? I actually really don't think it's that hard. Bear testimony of Jesus Christ in your life. Do it out loud, show it through your actions, and love people while you do it. That's really all you have to do. You don't have to condemn anyone. You don't have to worry about what anyone else is doing. Bearing testimony of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ is simply that. It's speaking truth. It doesn't have to be directed at anyone in particular. You don't have to condemn anyone through your testimony. All your testimony does is testify of truth. So you can do that. Testify of truth and worry about yourself. Let's learn from this encounter with the scribes and the Pharisees and Jesus as we obey the command to always let our light shine, his light shine through us. I saw an ad on one of my social media feeds uh, about a t-shirt and it said on the t-shirt, You can't cast stones while washing feet, which I think is just the perfect way to sum it up. Lovingly declare the gospel of Jesus Christ through your words and your actions and serve people while you do it. Taking advantage of the wonderful time 
in the history of the world that we live in with access to such incredible light so that we can show the world the contrast. President Monson said in his talk in October 2015, Be an example and a light. My brothers and sisters, our opportunities to shine surround us each day in whatever circumstance we find ourselves. As we follow the example of the Savior, ours will be the opportunity to be a light in the lives of others, whether they be our own family members and friends, our co-workers, mere acquaintances, or total strangers. To each of you, I say that you are a son or daughter of Heavenly Father. You have come from His presence to live on this earth for a season, to reflect the Savior's love and teachings, and to bravely let your light shine for all to see. When that season on earth has ended, if you have done your part, yours will be the glorious blessing of returning to live with Him forever. How reassuring are the Savior's words, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Of him I testify. He is our Savior and Redeemer, our Advocate with the Father. He is our Exemplar and our Strength. He is the light which shineth in the darkness. That each of us, within the sound of my voice, may pledge to follow him, thus becoming a shining light to the world, is my prayer in his holy name, even Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. And I'd like to add my testimony. I know that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is what everyone in your life needs, even if they don't know it. I firmly believe that as we use the spirit of discernment, the Holy Ghost as our guide, He will lead us to the best ways to share the gospel with everyone we come in contact with. Jesus would tell you that your time is always. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.